Now, first thing you're going to need is a list. So in order to call, you need a list to call, right? So you got to get a list. You can pay for one. You have your um, pre-foreclosures, absentee, late payments, code violation, high equity, probate, etc. And you can make one driving for dollars. Now, some of the pre-foreclosures and stuff you can pull free from the county. But, you know, the, the, some of that takes a lot of time and it takes effort and everything. And that's that's even a tip in it within itself, right? Anything that takes more time and work tends to work better because less people do it. But there are services out there that provide you these lists, and we're going to cover some of those. Um, but these are all lists that we like to do. And where you get more value is if you begin to stack them. So let's say you take an absentee list. Now you stack that absentee with late tax payments, right? And, and maybe code violation and high equity. You can get a very niche list that you can start hitting, right? That they have multiple levels of motivation. So this is when you start getting a little bit more creative with this. Driving for dollars is a list I've always loved because driving for dollars is literally that. You're driving neighborhoods, finding distressed properties. And this is something that's just always been so powerful because I've never met two people that can drive the same neighborhood and write down the same houses. We all have a different perception on what a, a distressed home looks like. Therefore, everybody's going to have a different list. You know, and unless you drove that same neighborhood and looked at the same exact houses, chances are there's going to be a lot of properties that you're the only one that's contacting those people because nobody else drove down that road and wrote down those houses. Now, everybody drives down a neighborhood and writes down the houses with the tarp on the roof, with the looks vacant, looks distressed. Everybody writes those. But I look at other signs of distress when I drive for dollars. So if I drive through a neighborhood and I see that more or less the ARV in that area is 300 and I know what a $300,000 home looks like, and I drive by and I see another house that has old windows, maybe AC units in the, in the windows, an old roof, and I look at the backyard, it has overgrown grass, it shows obvious signs of distress, I would go ahead and write those down. Even though it doesn't look vacant, but a home like that in a 300-plus uh, ARB neighborhood, it's going to take that homeowner quite a bit of money to upgrade that and update that house to sell it on the retail market. So the chances are the best buyer for that house, if they happen to be motivated, is going to be an investor. So we look at things like that that are just more, they're different than what other people kind of look at when they're driving for dollars. And the county records are mostly free. Like I said, there, there are some lists, like uh, we just pulled the late tax list. Um, that one's, uh, I want to say like 40 bucks or something like that to pull. It's, uh, it's a mess of a list. I mean, and even code violation. You got to learn what the codes mean. You got to learn what all these things mean because, I mean, it's an Excel sheet that comes and it's like they just puked on it with a bunch of data. Uh, so you got to weed through all that and figure out like where's an actual motivated seller could be. Um, so county records is a great place to get free lists, but you know, they're going to require more work to work through those. So now knowing your market, why does this matter again? Because we shifted come January from marketing to properties that are owner occupied and to mostly marketing to properties that are absentee owners. So this means landlord, uh, inherited property, whatever it may be that they don't live there because of the objection we kept getting of, yeah, I would love to sell, but where do I go? So somebody that doesn't live in the house, they don't have that objection, right? So we started shifting our marketing to that. And we were starting to, we were doing foreclosures. When we started doing foreclosure, we haven't been doing foreclosures for years now. 
But now, because of the shift that we've been seeing in the market, we're actually seeing foreclosures step up. And we're seeing a, a big rise in foreclosure. But not just that, we're starting to see properties getting foreclosed on much faster. Now, what does this mean for us? Is before, the properties we were seeing getting foreclosed on were kind of like the bottom of the barrel. These are people that have been late for maybe a year or more, right? So the reinstatements on these properties were really high. It was really hard to make something work out of them. They were pretty much almost negative, negative equity by the time it was ready to go. Um, and you can do a short sell for sure, but you know, they just weren't worth the chase. But now we're starting to see property after three, four months being posted for foreclosure. So that means that you can reinstate those loans for maybe five grand, six grand, depending on the property. And you can get yourself a nice little subject too. You can get yourself a nice deal doing something like that. Um, and you, I know you're probably, a lot of people think they're, they're saying the same thing of like, most of these people have a ton of equity. Like, why don't they just sell them the MLS? Because people that are in foreclosure, they're in denial. Like these people do not want to sell their home. That's why they're in foreclosure. They're trying to every last minute possible to keep their home. That's their whole thing. You understand? So if you're able to do this calling and do the, have the skills to build that rapport with them over the phone, and I'll give you a few scripts for foreclosures that's worked very well for us. But if you're able to do this very well over the phone, you're going to be able to be one of the few people that actually, because that by the time it's like a week away from foreclosure, their only option is to sell, you know, because they have no other means. So it, it gets you in front of a really, really good deal at that point. And again, it's things that other people aren't doing. And then it helps also to know who you, what your buyers are doing. You know, when you know your market, you got to know what your buyers want. You know, I had buyers that they were looking for buy and holds, but because of high interest, high taxes, high home prices, lower rents, because rents are climbing, but they don't climb as quickly as home prices. We weren't wholesaling a lot of buy and holds because what they needed to be in it for, we were actually needing to run numbers less than what we were run for flips. So at that point, it's like, well, I'd rather flip this or wholesale it to a flipper than get it even lower to wholesale it for less money to a buy and hold investor. So we stopped targeting buy and hold properties for that purpose. So it really matters where the market is shifting to. And we started increasing our owner finance marketing because our owner finance buyers, these are great markets for them. They love these kind of markets. So we did very targeted lists to owner finance potential properties because we saw a nice opportunity in that field coming up. So again, the importance of knowing where your market is and what your market is doing is so, so crucial. So skip tracing the list. So you, you got yourself a list, wherever it is, you have it, always put it in an Excel format because you're going to need to put it in an Excel format for any of these services. So skip tracing a list. When I got started uh, about 10 years ago, skip tracing the list will cost anywhere from 15 to $25 a property. Right now you're skip tracing lists from anywhere from like 10 to like 20 cents a property. So it's, it's come a long way. Technology has definitely helped. And what this means is that you have a list of properties and with the owner's name, and you can find the owner's name by uh, using a site that we like to use. It's called melissadata.com. Uh, and Melissa Data, you can actually pay, but you buy credits and they'll run your property against, you know, like the, the county records. And they'll tell you if it's recently sold. Um, and they'll fill in who the owners are, if it's an LLC, if it's an owner, if, it, if they have a mailing address. Uh, different from that property address, they'll give you all that data for pennies, pennies on the on the list. 
Then you take that and you're going to run it through a skip trace service. What they're going to do is they're going to search the property and the name and come up with possible phone numbers for that person. Now, why do I say possible phone numbers? Because nobody knows for sure if that phone number actually belongs to the owner. They just know that at one point or time, these phone numbers were associated either with the property or the owner or, or relative of the owner, some way or other, it was, they, they were related somewhere, right? So it could be, it could be a wrong number. It could be the right number. You're going to get a ton of those. So that's what skip tracing is. So skip force is one of the cheapest sites that you're going to use. Um, it, it, and the most accurate, one of the most accurate uh, for the price point, this, with this site, why it's cheap is because you pay as you go. So in this site, you can actually get a list. You do a, you import it and you get all the results and you pay for what actually hits and that's it. And then after you skip trace it, you're done. Another site is Skip Genie. Um, the rumors are that Skip Genie is more accurate. Um, we've been testing it and it hasn't, you know, really moved the needle in either direction for us. So is it, is it not? I don't know, but it's a little bit more expensive because this one requires a monthly fee. Whether you skip trace or not, you got to pay that monthly fee. Um, the benefit of doing the monthly fee is that if you have one-off properties, you can skip trace them um, instead of doing a batch where the other ones, in order to do a batch, you need a minimum of like 100 or 500 properties. So that that's where the benefit comes in. But you got to pay like, I think it's 50 bucks a month. TLO is a service that we like to pay for. You need It's a little harder to get. Um, you got to have an office, a dedicated office with locked doors, a filing cabinet for whatever the hell reason. I guess people still use those. Um, but TLO is a service that, I mean, damn, you can get a lot of information from people on TLO. You can search a person. You get their relatives. You, get, you can get all their phone numbers, possible email addresses. You can skip trace the relatives. But it's pricey. I mean, we, we spend a couple hundred dollars a month on TLO alone um, because every search is a, it costs a little bit more, but it gives you a ton of information. So you got to figure out where you want to be and what your costs are. Um, and then ask friends that do cold calling what they use. There's, there's a lot of people I know that do cold calling. They tell me about services I've never heard of. You know, and I know somebody that does uh, skip tracing or gets this property skip trace for like two pennies a, a property. You know, I don't know if it's good or not. I haven't tried it, but there's so many services out there. So get to know other people and see what the heck they're using. Uh, paid list providers. We like using Deal Machine. Um, they've, uh, I mean, it's been about, I think, six plus months. They merge with a title company. So a lot of their data is very, very accurate. Um, and we've been using them for about a year and their data has been really, really good. Um, so I like using the old machine, especially for pulling like absentee properties, um, lower end homes. You can get a lot of like, you know, build, build out low niche lists by criterias and everything like that. So it's a, it's a really good platform to use. PropStream is another one. Uh, my experience has been that it's a lot less accurate. Um, I pulled properties, I pulled lists from PropStream and they haven't been as, uh, Again, as accurate as uh, they have been with Deal Machine. PropStream is about 100 bucks a month, I think. Um, it's a nice platform. Don't get me wrong. I like their user interface. It's much nicer than Deal Machine. Deal Machine is kind of almost like if they did Excel, you know, on a, on a freaking web form. But it's uh, the data is good. So you got to go for the data. And list source. 
ListSource is another paid service. Um, ListSource has always been pretty good, but again, our personal favorite is uh, Deal Machine at the moment, but we're always testing out new platforms. Tools you need to have. Resimply, is, is, it's a CRM that we like to use. Uh, I've tried many CRMs. At one point, we were actually working with somebody to build a CRM for us. Um, and we stopped when we came across Resimply. This CRM, a, they give you, what I love about them is they you can get phone numbers within the CRM that record the calls. So as you're doing marketing, as you're doing everything and you're, you're making calls, whatever you're doing, all the calls are recorded. It keeps them uh, nice and organized in each lead. You can send text messages throughout uh, through the platform. Um, you know, you can add tasks, follow-ups, all these things. So it's a really good CRM. We really enjoy using it. Uh, call tools. This is a dialer. So with call tools, we're calling anywhere from three to five numbers at once, because when you pull these lists, you can get anywhere from two to 10 numbers per property. So if you get yourself a decent sized list, you can get, you know, usually our lists are a minimum of 2000 properties is what we do each list for. So with that, you're probably getting five to 6,000 phone numbers. So with call tools, it just goes through them super quick. So all the disconnected numbers, all the bad numbers, stuff like that gets rid of them. You don't have to waste time dialing them. Um, and it can, and as soon as it connects with somebody that actually answers, it stops dialing and you get to talk. So it's a great service for, for speeding up that process. Um, and then if you don't want to use that, get a burner phone. Now, why do I recommend the burner phone? Before I used to tell you, use your own phone. That was, that was fine. Carriers right now have gotten very, very picky with how you're making calls, how many calls you make and everything. So pretty much if you do anywhere north of like 30 to 50 calls a day, your number gets flagged as spam almost instantly. You understand? So with burner phones, why we like using burner phones is because you're able to make calls and if the number gets burned, you go ahead and get a new one. You understand where your phone number, you don't want your phone number to really get burned, right? Because you use it for business, you use it for other things. So I, I recommend don't use your, your own phone number. Uh, to make these calls, get either burner phone, maybe a Google voice number. Uh, Google voice number, my only issue with them is like they kind of come with reuse. So like in San Antonio, 210 is pretty much overused, the 210 area code. So now they have 726, I believe is the new area code that we have for San Antonio. Um, those numbers don't, like 210, most of the numbers you're going to get, they already come up as spam as soon as you get them, right? So you got to like go, there's a process of cleaning them. But um, with 726, now those numbers are clean because they're, you know, they haven't been used as much. A lot of them haven't been used at all. So you got to, those are things just kind of keep in mind when you're setting these things up. 